here. And <laughs> and listen, I'm so glad we bounced back from our tragedy of uh, the, the podcast almost being crushed by technical difficulties. I know. But we're, we're going to make it happen. I thought that turned out okay. I did too. It was hilarious. I know people that listened and were like, wow, that was really creative. Oh, I was good. like, oh, good. I'm glad. I tried to be, try to be creative. <laughs> I liked your behind the music because you know me, I love me some behind the music. Right, right, right. I was like, I, I wrote myself a script. And I'm like, I should have got Kristen in on some of this too, but I didn't know your time frame of being able to, to lay down some tracks. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. Let's do that sometime. <laughs> okay, yes, let's do another, another behind the, another behind the podcast. Let's mess up something so we could do a behind the podcast. On purpose. Or we'll just... <laughs> Let's not. Let's, Let's just do an intentional behind the podcast. Sure, we'll do it. We'll do it. What we should do is go back and this would require a lot of work. Is there anyone in the chat that's willing to do work right now? No. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of a Daniel and Indy. I'm thinking of a Shaz Bazaar. Um, is go back to one of the earlier episodes and... And just kind of break it down, like, and just make up what, well, I, at this point I was thinking, I really hope Kristen enjoys doing this because she's doing a great, you know, that kind of thing. So. <laughs> oh my God, we could do our first episode where you had no idea if I would be any good and yes. you were super scared. <laughs> I wasn't that's, super That's scared. what we should do. <laughs> I wasn't super scared. <laughs> I think you were super scared. You're like, this. Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. And just like that, the rockinest podcast in the land is back all up in your face, ready to rock and roll with you. This is Rock Out Loud. My name is Steve Glosson, and I am glad to be along with you. And gladder still, gladder, sounds like, <laughs> gladder still, sounds like some old lady from the South's name from like the 1800s. Yeah, gladder still was a real hero uh, during the Civil War, she helped Harriet Tubman arrange the uh, Underground Railroad. We have rare audio of Gladder Steele talking about her experiences. Well, I just, uh, I just thought I had to do the right thing, and it didn't matter what everyone else was doing. And uh, so I, I went to Miss Tubman and said, "Let me help you." And we laid some tracks and built a railroad underground. They do that today, and they call it a subway. Do you believe that? All right, to get back on the rails, ladies and gentlemen, gladder still am I to have with me the rockinest chick in the land all the way from up the Jersey area, the Jersey Shore. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Kristen. How are we all doing, guys? Like, let's be real. Where else are you going to get that kind of content on a rock podcast? <laughs> I, realized, I really, 
<laughs> I realized in the middle of the bit, I'm like, this isn't the big honking show, gloss, and you can't just sit there and run your mouth. Got, you <laughs> your got, picks tonight just make it make you think that it is. That's right. You just got to get into the. Uh, you just got to get into the show and do your thing. Shut up, fatty. Oh man, how's it going? It's going really good. I'm almost finished Bruce Springsteen's book. You know, had a stressful day at work, having a nice podcast tonight. Yes, so I need it. It's good for the soul. Now, let me ask you this. Um, Bruce Springsteen's book, how, how's it been? Um, well, I've cried. Good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, I just got to the chapter where, like, Danny Federici died. And then I got to the chapter where Clarence died. Mm. And, like, him writing about them is just unbelievable. He's, he, he says losing Clarence was like losing the rain. Oh, wow. Stop it. Mm. Stop it. So, and you know, now I'm going to, now I'm starting to get into the weightier parts of the book. So it's, it's been really, really good. And even as a Springsteen fan, like, and I love Bruce, you guys all know this. I've made it not a secret that I love Bruce. I love this book and just reading it from his own perspective. It's great. So mm -hmm. everyone put it on your Christmas list. I I want to I want to pick it up. I wonder if there's an audio version of it. There is, and he read it. Shut up. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you know what? I just finished Catalyst, the Rogue One prequel novel, and okay. uh, so and I have an Audible credit, so I'm going to I'm going to get that right now. Yay! I'm excited. So let's see. Why does it say pre-order? I don't know. It shouldn't because it's out. Narrated by to be announced. Narrated by Bruce Springsteen. This is wait no that's Born to Run. This, this is called Chapter and Verse, right? No, the book is called Born to Run. Oh, well, what is Chapter, chapter and, and Verse? Ver chapter and Verse is the, is the companion CD that came out before the record. Okay, all right. Well. <laughs> okay. I don't know when it, it doesn't say when it's going to be available, but my pre-order is complete. There you go. So I'm pretty sure my dad had it. Well, maybe or has he's, it. Maybe had, he's got a hookup. Sense. Maybe he's got a hookup. Maybe. I, I mean, we are from New Jersey. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's how I got. <laughs> listen, I'm not going to lie. That's how I read Catalyst because I had a hookup. You know what I'm saying? Hey, good for you. Sorry. By the way, speaking of Bruce and Jersey, did we see that a band of bikers rescued him from the side of the road? Did we see? Did you get that news story I thought, in Georgia? I thought that he had rescued the bikers. No, the bikers rescued him. He was broken down. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Right? Yeah. I'd die. We've already established this I mean, in what our a last great, podcast. What a great... Uh, what a great uh, story to tell if you're the um if you're the biker you know yep and then bruce took him out for drinks afterwards here we go this from cnn dan barkalo i mean look look let's be honest gang this is uh this is what we call in the big honking show world <laughs> a real life superhero am i right <laughs> yes you know i mean come on someone who overcomes all manner of adversity you know, to, I forget how I say it. We celebrate the triumph of the human spirit over all manner of adversity. And, uh, well, we call that the real-life superhero. Believe it or not, I 
right. So here we go from CNN.com. Uh, here's the story. Uh, Dan Barkalo, our real-life superhero, did not think twice before stopping by the side of the road near Freehold, New Jersey. How far are you from Freehold, Kristen? I'm an hour. That's where I met him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then he noticed, uh, he was stopping to, to help a stranded fellow biker, and he noticed the guy looked familiar. It was Bruce Springsteen. It's a day I probably won't forget for a while, Dan Barkalo. How about till the day you die? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I, I mean, ever. How about ever? I mean, come on. He was leading a group of bikers, the Freehold American Legion Riders, back from a Veterans Day ceremony Friday at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Holmdale, New Jersey. When he saw the broken down bike and pulled over, Barclow said he was a little starstruck. A little starstruck. Kristen, describe for us the feeling of a little starstruck. <laughs> um, like just praying that you're actually gonna be able to get your words out and not pass out. Have it, have it, have it, have it, have it. Oh my god, oh my god, oh, oh my god, you're Bruce Oh my god, you're Bruce Oh my god, you're Bruce When the dead battery on Springsteen's bike went and charged the group, gave him a ride to a nearby restaurant. Oh, man. Ryan Bailey added that Springsteen took the group's names and numbers, and he said, if I'm ever in the area, I'll get you guys tickets for the show. Of course he will. Because he's amazing. That's awesome. What started out as a story of interest posted to our American Legion Facebook page has devolved into an, oh, okay. So people have started using it to talk politics and everything. Of um, course. He says, I just stopped to help someone out. Um so there you go. That's our real life superhero, old Dan Barkalo. Man, what a cool. So here's here's the lesson I learned from that. Stop for anyone on the side of the road. Because they might be Bruce Springsteen. Yes, it doesn't matter. You're not, you know, look, and here's the thing. If they end up being a psycho killer and they kill you, at least you can say to yourself as you die, it could have been Bruce. Yep, you tried to meet Bruce. That's right. I was just trying to meet Bruce. <laughs> Those are your last words. I was just, I was just trying to meet Bruce. Tell the, tell the people I was just trying to meet Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's awesome. That's, uh, Don't you, you just love Bruce? I do. I do. And I, and I would love to meet him. He seems like such a cool guy. But he's someone that I'd want to sit and have a cup of coffee with and just be like, all right, you begin. And I'll listen. <laughs> like the beginning of Interview with the Vampire. Mm -hmm. Where should we begin? Yeah, you just start. And uh, <laughs> and we'll go from there. Um, <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to start really paying attention. Because, you know, there's a lot of celebrities up in the Atlanta area. Yep. You know, so you never know who you might run into. So, it's always good to keep those eyes peeled. That's right. That's right. Um, we do have some emails this time around, Kristen. Uh, the first one, ladies and gentlemen, get ready. We're going to get political here on Rock Out Loud. <laughs> this comes from Drew. He says, Kristen and Steve, it's been a while, but I had to. I had a moment last week that you two are responsible for. Okay, he's blaming everything else in this letter on us, Kristen. I'm scared. He said, I want to start by saying that if you're happy with the election results, that's fine. I respect it, and I'm glad for you. I just wanted to share my experience. To describe my reaction to the election is fear and heartbreak. I was working the overnight on election day and watched it all happen live. Well, after work, I was trying to distract myself with some podcasts, but nothing was working, so I just hit random on my phone to hopefully listen to some loud, angry rock to drown out the world. 
Well, Darkness on the Edge of Town started up. To put it in context, I'm not a big fan of Springsteen. In parentheses, he says, Seriously, if I have to hear Glory Days one more time, I may have to cut myself. I mean, no one's going to fault you for that. My song is Dancing in the Dark. I was, I, well, I was about to say, well, get ready, <laughs> Drew, because <laughs> here we go. Glory Days. All right. Um, he says, but I downloaded the album because of a rock out loud where you two discussed it, so I thought I'd give it a shot and promptly forgot about it. I listened to every song in the album that morning, and it was really healing for a person trying to come to terms with everything. I know this is probably too political for your show, and I'm sorry, but the show really did help me in a strange and magical way that morning with a small assist from the boss. So to end this, I just want to thank you both. Um, he says, uh, oh, this is a lot of buttering up. <laughs> um, and so you know what that means, that whatever's requested, after, whatever's requested after the buttering up uh, is going to come true. He says, Steve, you really are a role model to me. Your positivity and humor are amazing. And Kristen, your passion and candor and hatred of the penguins really are a blessing we can all learn from. Thank so, you, dear. So after buttering you all up, can I request... Oh, God. American, oh, yeah. <laughs> American <laughs> what, Skin. What, what political. <laughs> American Skin by Mr. Springsteen. Thank you again. And that comes uh, from Drew, our friend Drew. So, well, Drew, um, I should have had this pulled up already, and I apologize for having to vamp while I, while I do pull I did it up. see the song live, finally, twice oh, this yeah? past summer. Now, was this in your Philly shows? Yeah, both of them. Nice. Is that... it, wasn't, like, it wasn't bad. I mean, it did go on for a very long time, but I wasn't mad about it. And now I could say I heard it live. You were like, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you need some songs that you could just, like, <sighs> relax to. And then, you know, you get back streets and you're like, oh, my God, I can't be okay. <laughs> Nothing will ever be fine again. Oh, I love some back streets so much. In fact, I feel like that's a, um, that should have been a pick maybe, but I was trying not to do too much. Oh, it's live. Forty-one shots And we'll take that ride Cross this bloody river To the other side Forty-one shots Cut through the night You're kneeling over his body in the vestibule Praying for his life Well, is it a gun? Is it a knife? Is it a wallet? This is your life It ain't no secret No secret, my friend You get killed just for living in your American skin.
gets her son ready for school She says on these streets, Charles You've got to understand the rules If an officer stops you Promise me you'll always be polite And that you'll never ever run away And promise mama you'll keep your hands inside Well, is it a gun? Is it a knife? Is it a wallet? This is your life It ain't no secret secret, my friend. You can't kill just for living in your American skin. Once again, Bruce does a song that can be co-opted by either side of the aisle. <laughs> well, in, in, um, in the Born to Run book, he says this is his most um, misunderstood song that he's ever written. Even more than uh, Born in the USA. Yep. Because wow. when he played Madison Square Garden, he was like on the reunion tour when after he wrote the song, mm-hmm. um, they basically told him, "We're not escorting you there. We're not escorting you out because people take it as an anti-police song." Oh, and he's like, "That's not that's not what the song is about." I don't get that at all. Well, because a cop shot a kid who was reaching for his wallet and thought it was a gun. Hmm. So he killed the kid. So the whole 41 shots, because I I believe he was shot 41 times. Good Lord. Yeah. So that's why the whole, is it a gun? Is it a knife? Is it a wallet? This is your life. It ain't no secret, my friend. You can get killed just for living in your American skin. Hmm. Well, if it's not anti-cop, then what is it? It's It's just awareness. Yeah. It's just being aware of what is going on, like the situation, like not overreacting and everybody overreacted. And he put that song away for a really, really long time and just brought it back out this past tour. So mm. and like I, I turned to Angie and I said, it's funny, this song was written in 2000 or 19, 1999, 2000. And it's probably more relevant now with right. everything that's happened in the world than it was even then. Yeah, yeah. Welcome and to, that, my friends, is an artist. <laughs> welcome to Politics Out Loud and Through the Eyes of the Rock Out Loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will never do a podcast like that. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> no, no. It's, uh, I don't do good talking politics. I make too many people angry. Too heated. Yeah, well, I'm no. just talk about music and make people happy. Uh, my problem is I just demand everyone calm down. That's my <laughs> problem with politics. I'm like, if everyone will just calm down. If everyone will shut up. Down. If everyone will just shut up for a minute and listen. <laughs> Politics and religion, Steve. People can't calm down. Yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, move on from all that. Thank you, Drew. Hope. Uh, listen. Be careful what you butter. I, you know me. You butter me up, and I'll play whatever. I'll plug whatever podcast you got going. That's just how I roll. John Phillips had sent us an email. Um, John Phillips, who also helped me score or scored for me. Um, uh, Jen Urso figure. Was it the Jen he scored, or was it? It basically he helped add to my Star Wars collection, as well as gave me some great music. Um, 
But he has some notes on a recent episode. Number one, he says, Queen released more than two albums in 1986, The Miracle and Innuendo. Nothing? All right. Who said that they all... Who, who, I'm like, who said? I don't know. I think I might have, I don't think I think I might have asked if that was it for them that, that year and that was like the last one or whatever the case may be. Oh, okay. Um, ACDC does have a ballad. It's called Love Song. It's originally off the Australian version of High Voltage and it's available domestically on the Backtracks boxed set. Well. John is one of those guys. Yeah, well, I didn't know this. He's, he's Twitter personified, but actually. Well, no, I appreciate him letting me know about it. I, I'm not ticked about this. I've just, <laughs> I, I mean, I'd like to hear an ACDC love song and I didn't know it existed out there. And it's called Love Song. So, you know, there's that situation happening. Van Halen, he says, initially didn't have videos for 5150. I believe the Blue Angels video for Dreams was for the Blue Angels for promotions and later became an official video. Well, that's pretty cool, I guess. That's pretty cool, I guess. Okay, here's the um, Love Song by ACDC, I believe. I mean, I'm not going to call foul on John Phillips yet, but this doesn't sound I like am. a ballad at this point. This does not sound like a ballad to me. No, I'm calling foul. Because of the ballad? Because he says this is a ballad? This ain't no ballad. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's, it continues on here. All right, let's see if it'll slow down. Okay. gonna say this there's a reason they only did one <laughs> you think <laughs> not a highlight not mm-hmm. a high point not in at catalog. all not at all this is toward the end i mean they kind of pick up as it goes and i don't know i can't can't get on board with that one gang if i'm just being honest if i'm being honest maybe it's one of those that grow on you and he says p.s did you listen to the cd i sent you sorry Kristen. We're not allowed to talk about that, John. Nope. I was going to say, I have my hand. My mouse is hovering over the hang-up button. <laughs> I was... I... <laughs> what if... 
I played something off of that CD. I'm hanging up and not answering the phone again. Really? Like you would, you seriously would not answer again. Yeah. I will walk off. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Forever? Yeah. Yeah. But Kristen, people got to hear. No. No, they don't. That's just disrespectful of your podcast partner. Nope. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I'm not going to play it. Um, I have one rule, Steve. (laughs) No. And that rule is? You know who should never be played. Well, will never be played. Uh, You won't even say his name? No. What is he, like your Voldemort? Yes. He's like Candyman. But he played at your house. I don't care. I didn't book him. What's his name? Eddie Lowe? No. John Eddie? No. I can't put my hand on the CD right now. Stop it. I'm not going to play it. I'm just trying to find the dude's name. Because I can't, I can never remember it. That's Bears. Because it's stupid. Here it is. John Eddie. Blech. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're telling me none of his music is good. No, none of it. Zero. Wow. If I say a, if I say a title, do you know? Like, would you be able to? No, because they all sound the same. Okay. Uh, I haven't. You know what, John? If I'm being honest, I have not listened yet. Because um, Steve has taste. Well, I don't know if I like it or not yet till I listen. Don't. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow. You don't. So I'll listen to Voldemort, and I'll let you know how I feel about it. But now, don't think we'll get Kristen over to the to the light side, and I'll never play it on Rock Out Loud, because if Kristen says she'll hang up and not answer, I believe her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen, Kristen is not someone to be trifled with, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think I've proven that. I do. I do fear Kristen a little bit. So, <laughs> and, Steve, I want to meet you so bad and hang out. And I do need. And I do need Kristen for this podcast. So, <laughs> without Kristen, there is no rock out loud. Let us. Let us all be very aware of that. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that's. Uh, you can email us rockoutloudpod at gmail dot com. Rockoutloudpod gmail.com is the email and we love hearing from you guys and uh you know it's been a while you one of the been a while um that's the second time you've done that i know so well anytime i say that that's what i immediately think and i try not to go to that joke but i'm i don't care right now um because <laughs> hashtag let's get weird yeah it hashtag here we are um <laughs> no i remember we used to people would like send like youtube links and stuff for us to listen to yeah, and but were, then they started sending bad stuff, and we were like, ooh, yeah, and we're just people like, nope, stopped. Nope. So, um, yeah. So, you know, guys, we love hearing from you, and if you're nice enough, we'll play whatever you want us to play, except for Voldemort. Yep. We will not play him. And nope. uh, <laughs> Even if you butter Steve up, doesn't matter. That's true. That's true, because you cannot butter me up enough to slip past Kristen. Nope. So. <laughs> <laughs> you better go on another show. <laughs> That's right. You take that mess somewhere else. But I'll <laughs> I'll I will listen, John, and let you know what I think. Um Kristen, what happens if I like it? You won't. Okay. 
All right. But if I and do. And if you do, you're going to lie and tell me that you don't. So you don't even, like, if I like it, you don't even want to know that Chris and I like it okay. No, because I'll know if you like it, Steve. Okay. Come on. Okay. All right. You're not that, you're not that good. Okay. All right. No, Doc. <laughs> Just to answer your question in the chat. No, Doc, I have not because I am a loser. All right. Thanksgiving season oh. is upon us. And uh, I love Thanksgiving. My Thanksgiving's getting a little bit turned upside down this year. Uh, I'm going to be doing something new and different for Thanksgiving. Kristen, what are you going to be doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, hanging out with Angie and eating and working. Black Friday work? No, Thanksgiving work. Really? You're open on Thanksgiving? Yep. Why? Beats me. <laughs> Just seems lame. Just seems lame. Not do not dogging on your company. Your company seems like a great company other than being open on Thanksgiving. It's not the company, it's the mall. Well, forget the mall. <laughs> All right. Um, but no, so yeah, I will be uh visiting with people I've never visited with before. Don't want to get fun. Yeah. And uh enjoy the Thanksgiving. No stomach stretching day this year, which makes me sad. Oh. But uh but we will be uh but I'll be enjoying it. I love Thanksgiving. I love the because you kind of get an excuse to like not, um, not hold back. Like no one looks at you and thinks, "Oh my God, are they going for a fourth plate?" You know, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's expected. You right. get some of that exactly. baby Jesus lasagna. That's well, I, that's Christmas. Um, this is pilgrim. For you, <laughs> this is pilgrim lasagna. Uh, <laughs> you guys have lasagna on the Thanksgiving? We're Italian, yeah. Okay. All right, no, look, I'm just trying to figure out everyone's traditions. I love traditions. Or at least we have in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like lasagna, I don't think. <gasps> You've never had Angie's Baby Jesus lasagna. Okay, well, I'll, maybe one day I will. It's called Baby Jesus lasagna for a reason. Because you eat it and you're like, oh, Baby Jesus. No, because Baby Jesus literally comes down with his little cherub wings and he <laughs> flutters down and he kisses lasagna, goes, Mwah, and then flutters away and it's the greatest lasagna you've ever tasted. Dear baby Jesus laying there in your little ghost crib. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, it's a thing to behold. Now we'll stop the blasphemy and we'll continue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and and so everyone's always like, well, what are you thankful? Well, not everyone, but I'm. You know, it's that time of year where you're like, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? And it's been a look on the music scene this year. Awful. It's been rough. Awful. It's been rough. Um, there's been a few bright spots here and there, you know, exactly the struts, um, Bruce Springsteen. you going to Bruce Springsteen. Yes, that's true. I went, <laughs> you experienced it. I listened to that podcast the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. That was a great experience. I really did enjoy that. That Yay. show. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, and he's someone I'd go see again. You have to go see yeah. him with me. I'd love it. That'd be a blast. Yeah. Um, so, but we, so Kristen is, I'm like, so what do you want to talk about on the Rock Out Loud? And she's like, how about songs that we're thankful for? And I'm like, okay, we can do that. And uh, she sends me her picks, as she does. And um, so I can find them and have them queued up. Buckle up, everyone. And, and for some reason, she thinks they're weird. They are! So I'm like, okay, you know, that, that's fine. I'll be self. You're not expected. I'll be self-serving, and you can be weird. <laughs> so, 
uh, and just to kind of show you where we're headed, um, we begin with the darkness. <laughs> just hit play. Okay, done. <laughs> Kristen, this is a group that uh, it's one of those groups that every time I hear them, I don't know. And we've done, the, I think we've done this song before. Um, but I'm also familiar with a song of theirs called Death. To, is there, no, they're not Death to All But Metal. No. That's Steel Panther. Yes. So maybe this is the only song I know by them, but I like it. I love this band. I am thankful for this band. <laughs> no. I will. Oh, go ahead. I mean, is this a gimmick? You know what he's doing here? Is no. He... Okay. No. That's what makes them very different from Steel Panther, Steve. They are not a gimmick band. They are a real hard rock band. I'm all for it. I'm not. I wasn't making fun. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Calm down. So one New Year's Eve, the lead singer Justin gets you know completely trashed. Uh, as you do. And goes up on stage and decides that he wants to sing Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Mm-hmm. And his brother's standing there, and as he's watching him sing, he's like, wow, he can, like, really hit that like those falsettos. Hmm. So they start doing the band thing. And I will say it here, and if we ever do a podcast about this, we can get further into this, because this would be something I would like to explore. Okay. The Darkness's guitar sound. Mm-hmm. It's one of my all-time favorite guitar sounds ever. I've got a great guitar sound. So I am thankful for that guitar sound. Mm-hmm. I am thankful that I watched VH or MTV every single morning before I went to school because when I was 12, <laughs> I guess, I saw them interview them and I was like, ooh. And it was before I believe in a thing called Love Broke and they were showing the video for Get Your Hands Off My Woman and they were talking about this new UK band that was coming over and going to take the states by storm. And I fell in love in that moment. And like at that time when I was 12, I really wasn't into like hard rock and the darkness definitely are a bit harder mm-hmm. than what I liked. So I, I'm thankful for that and that it opened that door for me. And I'm thankful that they were the nicest group of guys when I met them last year and were so sweet to me and were literally everything I wanted. And I just, I love the darkness. They have four albums out and they are all really good. Hot Cakes, Mm -hmm. eh, 
little little iffy. There's some great things on there. Not solid. The last record they put out, Last of Our Kind, I think is their second best record behind the record that I believe in a thing called Love is on Permission to Land. Okay. Permission to Land is some of the greatest modern ballads on it. Love is Only a Feeling and Holding My Own are amazing. If you're into guitar solos, Love on the Rocks with No Ice. That's the one. We've played that one before. Yes, we have. Because yes. <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, I am very thankful for the darkness. And as a lyric on their new record says, so I embrace the darkness because it's always there. Mm. It sounds deep, but I don't know that it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can never really take anything too seriously from this band. They're all right. about having a good time, yeah. but they are so talented. They have such a good sound. And I mean, I took Angie to see them and she didn't want to go. She just went because she was like, oh, I don't want you to go by yourself. Mm -hmm. And she had a blast. She was like, Kristen, I still don't like his voice, but they are unbelievable live. Now, and they, they're a little explicit? Some things. Mm -hmm. Not all. Okay. I mean, they do have a song called Get Your Hands Off My Woman. Right. Blankety blank. Okay. That's right. been dedicated to me twice in my life, which is great. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, did someone... Did you have your hands on someone's woman, Kristen? No. Oh, okay. Someone was next to me at one show. This guy was... And he was like, so, like, what's your name? Like, literally as the, as the band is playing. And I was like, dude, like... The band is playing, and then Justin comes over, and he does, like, his little thing, um, and he looks at the guy, or he looks at me, and he goes, you single? And I shake my, like, nod my head. I'm like, yes, sir. And he looks at him, and he was like, this song's called, and he points to the guy next to me, he says, get your hands off my woman, mother, bleep. And then, like, winked at me and flicked me a guitar pick, and I was like, yes, I have arrived as a <laughs> rock and roll fan. <laughs> and then he did it again. And in Asbury Park after he wore my glasses. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Uh, listen, I do... And they're doing a fan convention. And I want to be there, but I can't. They're doing a fan convention? Yeah, they're having a Darkling convention where they're playing. They're going to do all rare songs. They're going to play shows. They're going to meet people. There's tons of like memorabilia there. It looks so cool, but it's, it's in the UK. Who I'm the... moving there. Who are they? The Kiss of the UK? No. What I'm saying is, like, what bands have their own conventions? I don't, I don't know. They have, like, a super cult following, Steve. I mean, look, I don't... They're so good. I'm not denying You're that judging. they do. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I just, I, you know, who else does their own conventions? That's pretty... I'm saying that's pretty cool. I want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, I, I do like the sound of that song. His voice is interesting to me um, in a good way, not in a bad way. Because, okay. as you know me, if if something feels a little throwback, I love it. And this feels very throwback. Mm -hmm. And so and so, I really dig that. I believe in a thing called love. Yeah. See? <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> I'm going to send you. I'm sending you a link to the convention. Okay, cool. There it is. Right there in the old Skybitty Sky. Like, it's so cool. Dark Dark Nestival. Dark Nestival. <laughs> How did the Brits pronounce festival? Festival. A festival. Dark Nestival. 18th of December. Well, that's right around Rogue One season. <laughs> so you're booked. Yeah, I'm booked up. 
I've got Star Wars on the books. So, um, Growing On Me has a sweet guitar solo, according to Dave Atterbury. Yes, it does. He's oh, he's singing the praises. That outro. He's he's singing the praises of the darkness there. So, well, Kristen, I, I've kind of I didn't throw out my picks to you this time around. I should have let you know. I know. So you me. Um, they're not very good, but they all most of them have stories behind them. One your uncle Bill I'm would excited. like. One your uncle Bill would like. I'm not sure it'll be this one though. Oh. This is uh this is my first pick of the night. This ain't a song for the broken hearted All right, Kristen, picture it. May of 2000. I had trudged through what felt like a hundred years of all kinds of crap when it comes to music. Eagle Eye Cherry was played 24-7, it felt like. We're going through, I'm talking all the, just the overproduced poppy mess that was all out there. You know, the only redeeming song that I really loved from the late 90s was One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. And there was some Matchbox 20 stuff. But by and large, it just all seemed like just disappointing uh, junk. And um, May of 2000 comes along and Crush is released. And this single, It's My Life, comes out. And... Uh, Next thing you know, we got Bon Jovi back, and it just felt like old times. It felt like it felt like the Bon Jovi that I knew and loved, and uh, and he was back. And this is just one of those things. And we would uh, in late two thousand, uh, I moved back to Virginia, and I was working at uh, working at McDonald's, and just uh, ended up loving this music, and it became one of our anthems in McDonald's. So now, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you straight up that Kristen has just sent me a text. Her computer froze and crashed. So once again, we're plagued with technical difficulties. I told a such a good story. I told such a fantastic story about life and living and, and why I picked a weird, cheesy song, even though we're mad at John Bon Jovi right now for his stuff with... Um, with Richie Sambora and, and why they can't make it make it work. I mean, just come on, guys. Make it work. We love you, and you should love each other. So, um, 
<laughs> Kristen texted me said literally everything died. <laughs> I'm vamping my butt off. I'm I'm texting her back right now. I'm vamping my butt off. Boom. Send. Done. Uh, this is a song I should have known but didn't. I knew one song off this album, I think, at the time. And uh, it now has, it's up there, some of the most played stuff in my iTunes. This is one she used to request all the time on the Big Honkin' Show. Uh oh. Kristen is online. This could have been, this could be the song that has brought her back. What you got? This is everything I needed. <laughs> we vamped. On a psychedelic space machine, galactic sugar. <laughs> we vamped. Where did we lose you, Kristen? Um, well, first of all, I'm never clicking on anything ever again. And two, uh, you were just coming out of It's My Life. Okay. Basically, the story I told was this. So everyone live, settle in. Here we go. <clears throat> and action. Kristen, the year was 2000. Spring of that year, rolling into summer. I'd gone through what felt like a desert of musical crap in the years prior. I'm talking like Eagle Eye Cherry was on constant rotation on radio stations wherever I went. My only solace most time was finding the classic rock station in an area and just listening to that. This was the days before XM were so common. You know what I'm saying? For a show. And then, um, well, first, as I recall, this single dropped before the album did. Or yes. I, and, uh, and they started playing it on the air and everything. And I was like, oh. And it felt like an eternity. Now, when you go back and you look... You know, you realize, no, Bon Jovi was, you know, doing some stuff there in the early 90s when I was in high school. But this just felt like an old friend that I'd not seen in years because it sounded like freaking Bon Jovi. Comfort food. Yes, yes. And so it just gave me hope for a future music. And I know we're not happy with John Bon Jovi right now. Nope. I know that he has let us all down, that he and Richie Sambor are not being able to work their crap out and just make the music together. You know, and and that you're boycotting the new album and everything. Um, but I do listen to their Sirius XM channel because, I mean, they play, like, come back from, like, the Tower Theater in Philly in 1984. Yes, I need to hear that. Right. Because And then every time a new song comes off, nope, done. Yeah. Because, look, here's the thing. Though we are mad at John Bon Jovi in the present, we love what was done in the past. 100%. And so this just this this song just I mean it really was kind of like a breath of fresh air, you know because like I said really all I had for you know new music at the time that I even in halfway enjoyed for the most part was Matchbox Twenty and Bare Naked Ladies who I liked one week, <laughs> and I've learned to appreciate most of their catalog, but you know by and large, you know that was it, and. 
and it just it was just like oh my gosh are we i i was this is what i was saying i'm like are we about to swing back around and get 80s stuff back and we never quite got there per se no because the 80s still aren't cool Ugh. they're so very cool what are you talking about no but i'm saying to like the mass public oh yeah it's like yeah. the whole thing with like hair bands because people just are like oh yeah hair bands and they say it and like it's become a loving term but that was a term that like the grunge bands made to like brush off those 80s glam bands right and like i remember when this came out because this was like bon jovi's back because this is coming off of keep or not keep the faith these days Mm -hmm. which that's that's an album we need to do a podcast on um, that was coming off of these days, which in the States was not a big seller, but in uh, like overseas, it was huge everywhere else. And this was the Bon Jovi's back. Like the rock is back, you know, get ready for crush. It's my life. You know, it's calling back to Tommy and Gina from living on a prayer. Right, so it right. just you'd be like, yes, we're following these characters. Like, this is what we want. And dang, it is a good album. Crush. What is on these days? That's got this ain't a love song. This ain't a love song. Hey God, something for the pain. These days, my guitar lies bleeding in my arms. Two hearts breaking even. Uh, it's hard letting you go. Something to believe in and diamond ring. I think that's okay. the entire. I think that's the entire track list. Oh okay. <laughs> um, is I'm a Bon Jovi nerd guys? That's right. That's where I originated. <laughs> is uh, all I want is everything. That's a Def Leppard song, honey. Okay. That's off slang. <laughs> Are you sure about that? 100%. Steve. Steve. This is All I Want Is Everything from These Days. Oh, you can't hear that. I've got it on the wrong thing. That gun... Unless it's a B-side on the album. I think it's a B-side. It's on the, it's on the, uh, on the thing. I'm looking at it right now. So let me see. Let's see you. Let's see which ones you got. Hey God, you said. Mm-hmm. Did you say something for the pain? Yep. And um, we said this ain't a love song. Greatest, yep. greatest love song of all time. Um, so good. These days, of course, the uh-huh. title track. Lie to me. Did you say lie to me? Oh, lie to me. That's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> That's the only one I missed. I think. Did you say damned? Damn it! No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, two. I missed two. You said my guitar lies bleeding in my arms. It's hard letting you go. Yep. Did you say hearts breaking even? Yep. It's the best song on the album. And you said something to believe in. Yep. And you said if that's what it takes. No, I didn't say that. I almost cursed. <laughs> mm-hmm. You said diamond ring. Yep. And all I want is everything. You didn't say because all I want is everything is the last. That so that's a B side because diamond ring is the last song on the album. Okay, and bitter wine is another one that's listed as being on this. Yeah, so that's another B side. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. That was anyhow. But no, I, I'm super thankful for "It's My Life" because it made me it made me happy in a time when music was not doing its job for me. Seriously, so. and it brought back the talk box. Like yes, yeah, all those spots that yep. it needed to hit. Yeah. Well, here's Kristen's next pick. <laughs> I feel like it didn't download right, but we'll. We'll see what happens here. This is uh, The Doors when the music's over.
Let's just chill out, right? Hundred percent. This is this is the Doors at their finest. The Doors amaze me because, like, I don't think anyone else ever had the success with the maybe outside of uh, Ray Charles with his Hammond organ. But I don't know that anyone outside those two people had success with that Hammond organ like they did. No. Well, that that's the thing with the Doors. Like, they had such a signature sound. Like, you put on any Door song. You know it's the doors, be it the organ, be it Jim's voice, be it the, you know, the backbeat of the of the drums. Like, it's just, it it's one of those bands, like, you're like, yep, that's the doors. And this song is, like, the lyrics, like, when the music is your special friend, dance on fire as it intends. Music is your only friend until the end. I'm thankful for this song for encompassing how I feel about music. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And like, it's got, like, you know, it's, it's a 10 minute long door song. So of course you have like the vamping in the middle, like before I sl- sink into the big sleep, I want to hear the scream of the butterfly. Like it's so like traditional Jim Morrison. Oh, and his voice, like when he does that how at the end of the song, stop it. I can't. Yeah, they, he's, uh, they, they're distinct. They're, I mean, you, they're one of those groups that you know exactly who they are when they start playing. Yep. And, uh, one band I will always regret not being able to see. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's not your fault. I know. I wasn't born. Blame Jim. But we want the world and we want it now. (laughs) Music's your only friend, Kristen. Until the end. I know. No one knows that more than me. (laughs) All right. I'm going to need everyone to bear with me on this next pick. More so than they did for the entire time I was trying to get my computer up. Yeah, we were having fun. I mean, (laughs) I was playing some Killers. I played some Def Leppard. You know, we had a good time. Uh, no, because this is a song I'm not even sure that I like that much. It's a it's a cover, and uh, but I, but there's a very good reason I'm thankful for it. This is um, well here. She was shut down. 
That's the cover of Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big fan. I think it got number one. It got way overplayed back in 2001 and following. Um, and I just, I, I was so sick and tired of it. And even now when I listen, I'm like, oh my God. I just, it, I just don't, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. But here's why I'm thankful for this song. As you know, it, it, I, I love the throwback stuff. And what this did, I was working with teenagers at the time that this came out. And, of course, they were all into it. They thought it was the greatest thing. And then someone, somewhere, in in the circle of people that I worked with, said, well, this is a cover of a Michael Jackson song, which caused them to go back and listen to the original and mm-hmm. watch the video, which caused them to fall down. This was, the, this was, even in 2001, it was before the days where you could fall down YouTube rabbit holes and stuff. Yeah, but, but they started seeking the stuff out, and they started seeking the music out. And before you know it, I had kids jamming to Michael Jackson in their cars. Okay. And look, if you got a kid pulling into a church parking lot jamming out to Beat It, or Bad, or Thriller, or even Pretty Young Thing, you know, whatever, I I was like, oh. they discovered I, it. It restored my faith in. And what I always knew was good music that had seemed to have been forgotten at that point. Because you think about 2001, we're smack dab into the midst of, you know, everybody singing like this. And the rap rock. The rap rock. Oh my gosh. The Limp Biscuit and the Kid Rock and, and all this stuff. And, and I've come to really like Kid Rock as a person, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, we were just in the midst of all that stuff. But these kids you know, were trickling back into the good stuff and finding it. And it was partly because of this song. And so I really appreciated this song. And so I'm thankful for this song because it gave me a way to bond with kids and be like, well, if you like Michael Jackson, check this, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't I have a mixtape for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing about just like good music. And like, you could be a fan of Michael Jackson, you could not be a fan of Michael Jackson, but good, good music and good songs when they are covered, they still stay relevant and they explode just like they did then Mm -hmm. because the structure of the song is there. Yeah. And it's just a dang good song. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, come on. Everyone likes that guitar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's great. (laughs) Annie, are you okay? You okay? Like if you, let's just, what, what, what if someone, oh, I want to do a creepy version of that where you're just kind of sitting there and it's real slow. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? I smell a bit. <laughs> You've been we should hit- just do that. We should just take really like upbeat, fun songs that are kind of creepy and then do creepy versions do, of them. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, or just like dead serious songs like Annie are you okay 
Are you okay? Annie. Are you okay, Annie? Annie, are you okay? <laughs> Dramatic readings. You've <laughs> been hit by, you've been struck by a smooth criminal. Mm, great dramatic pause there. Fantastic <laughs> dramatic pause. Wonderful. I've uh, watched an 80s movie or two. Dylan Mack asked if we've done uh, any, if, if we've talked covers on roll. We have. Um, we talked cover songs a while back, didn't we? Yeah, that was one of our first shows. It was one of the most popular. Yeah. Well, it started a lot, a lot of, of feedback. Started a lot of discussion, yeah. Because that's that's where we started getting people sending us in videos of people um, covering, a, you know, sending it of people covering a bunch of different stuff. I like mean, two every, cellos. Yes. I was going to say everything from, you know, the, the random rocker to bluegrass music. Yep. And uh yeah, so it was that was a while back. Let's see. We did That was at the beginning. Yeah, let's see. Our third episode was the road trip music and nineties all anthems. Death, we got we got you covered. Uh, July thirteenth, two thousand fourteen. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Yep crazy we've been doing this for a minute yeah two years over two years <laughs> so um yeah we did that now do it as christopher walken hold on <clears throat> annie are you okay are you okay annie you've been hit by you've been struck by a smooth criminal it's terrible christopher walken let's just play avenge sevenfold wrong with that yeah nothing at all wrong with that oh Steve, that makes me so happy did you not think i'd like it i don't know we never really talked about events unfold and they are a very polarizing band are they 
Yes. Well, you know, um, I, I mention him a lot on this because he does a lot of neat interviews, but Chris Jericho has these guys on a few times a year, it seems like. Yeah, I feel like they just did one with him because I am thankful for French Sevenfold sneaking in at the end of 2016 and being like, oh, hey, guys, hi, hi, over here. Yeah, we have a new album. Here it is. It's available now. Take it. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. They were on talking about that. That's what it was. Yeah, this, this last time they were on, but he he has them on a lot. So you should go. Well, through they're def- they're a Southern Cal band, so yeah, I'm sure they're just around one another a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, he lives in Tampa. Oh, does he really? Mm-hmm. My yeah. bad. Yeah, he just he's into the rock scene, and he knows that he knows a lot of folks, and so they'll just come on for him when they're in the area. And well, he was in Fozzie. Or is isn't Fozzie? He is. Fozzie he's the lead. Yeah, he's the lead singer of Fozzie. Yep. See, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like we were talking about earlier with the darkness and that guitar sound, Avenged Sevenfold is one of my all-time favorite guitar sounds. I love the dueling guitars. Mm-hmm. Their guitars are so crisp and clean, and like they just shred. Like my favorite Avenged album is City of Evil. That was the first album that I really got into them because they kind of went from being hardcore and screaming to like heavy and rock. Mm-hmm. So that, that CD has so many like just jams riffs. Like it's amazing. So the fact that like afterlife is on the third record that came or the one that came after city of evil. Mm-hmm. And again, just like jams that one, it's a bit more like slowed down, like how afterlife, it's just like, dun, 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 dun. like it's that, like it's more rhythmy rather than like shreddy and like guitar party. Right. Um, and then the third or the record after the self-titled record is like super heavy. Cause that's when their drummer died. Um, and then the record after that is like Led Zeppelin uh, ACGC, Iron Maiden inspired, Black Sabbath inspired, mm. just like very classic rock. I love how they change their sound with every single record. And a lot of people don't like that. And a lot of people aren't fans of a band that changes, but I love it. So kudos to Avenged Sevenfold. And please come around to Philly when you tour because you didn't play here on the Hail to the King tour. That's right. They are listening right now, I know. So. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So they My should, friend M. Shadows. They should come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was digging that. I, I don't dig the all the... I, I really don't dig too much the hardcore, thrashy, kind of yelly, throaty stuff. Um, mm-hmm. This is this song is about as hard as I'll take it, and I've got to be in the right mood for it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, um you know, but I, I appreciate a band that is able to be diverse. That you know, if you change and you do it well, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because Agreed. because if you don't change your sound a little bit, if you don't deviate a little bit on from album to album, if you don't seem to grow, uh, you're hooting the blowfish. Yeah, and, and what's the point? Exactly. Um, so uh, yeah, but I dug that. I dig that song. <laughs> I'm down. I might have to send you some Avenged Sevenfold to check out. Some right. more palatable ones. There you go. There you go. Well, <laughs> speaking of palatable, Uncle Bill would love this. Okay. Maybe it'll play. What's happening? Oh, come on. <laughs> 
Ah, the dulcet tones that Kristen tolerates. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're better than some of the other things you could play. It's just this song is so overplayed. It is overplayed. Completely 100% agree with that. But here's why I'm thankful for this song. Okay. Because, again, as I told you, used to work with teenagers, as everyone knows. And uh, there'd be a lot of times where I'd have to be up early in the morning on a 15-passenger van taking kids somewhere. And I would just be, had it, having been up the night before till three in the morning or later, packing and getting ready to go and, you know, running on two, three hours of sleep. And I had uh, one of the volunteer workers who used to work with us. Um, she always knew what it took. And she would just put this, put a CD in that had this on it and crank it up. And before you know it, I'm pumped up again and ready to roll. This is a song that saved my life. <laughs> Kept me from falling asleep <laughs> on the road. Because I That's can't, good. I, you can't help but air drum at the beginning, and you can't help but windmill that air guitar, and then just start to tear it up along with Slash right there at the beginning, and you know, and if you want to, if you want to play the bass, the bass line's in there too. That's really good in that intro, and then it's just that whistle blows, and you just start banging your head, and everyone sings it out loud. Take me down to the paradise city where the crowds is. And look, I completely 100% agree. Overplayed. Do not deny that in one bit, but it's it's one of the rare instances where something is overplayed that I don't get tired of, and I totally that's a good thing. and I totally understand, you know, and that's why you know if it's overplayed for me, I don't hate on people for liking stuff that's overplayed, you know, I don't hate on people for loving Freebird, but uh, because love I, Freebird do what's that? So I love Freebird. I know, I know, it's just mm, so overplayed. You want to talk about overplayed? That mess. What song is it you want to hear? Not that one. Um, but yeah, it's I. This is one of those songs that just always pumps me up, and I and I don't have it on constant rotation either. And okay. so you know, since I don't really tune into the radio too much, um, it's not one. You know, I try to I try to temper my music so that I don't get it tired of anything, when other people may be getting tired of it. So because Which you need to do to keep you sane. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, you got to have a good mix, a good mixture. I actually have a little fun fact about Paradise City. Okay. So, as everyone knows, I love the Philadelphia Flyers. And this year, at the beginning, like in their pregame, before they, you know, come out and the game begins, they have this entire thing where they start to use, like, the 3D imaging on the ice. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have all the different, they go through all the different um, years of video games. So they have like the little paper players that like come up and all you hear as soon as it starts is just the intro to Paradise City. And they go through the entire thing. So they go through like Sega Genesis and like 90s video games and 2000 video games. And they have like all these iconic moments. And it's just like, you know, the whole, won't you please take me home because they're finally home. They're in their home building. And then at the end, you know, it's just like, good, from all of us to all of you, Gene Hart, good night, good hockey. And everybody just goes crazy. And then, like, the drums end. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Metallica starts, and they walk out onto the ice. Oh, <laughs> uh, so they're showing, so what they're showing on the ice, they're using the ice to show, like, old hockey games, like, old hockey video games. Yeah, it's nice. super cool. But, like, they're actually, like... Flyers games that have happened. I'll have to show. I'll have to send you a video after we're done the podcast. That's cool. 
That sounds yeah. really cool. Like, it was, like, because when me and my friend Andrea went, we were second row for the home opener. So we really couldn't see what was going on in the ice. We were just watching the screen. But mm-hmm. then the next game we went to, we had a better vantage point, And we could see, like, all the stuff happening on the ice. It was so cool. That's all. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I need to get into sports again just so I can have cool moments like that. You do. Become yeah. a Flyers fan. Come to games with me. I don't know. I don't know. Do it. I don't know that I can get into hockey. Oh, you can. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you totally can. We'll see. We'll see. Kristen, should I give your next pick any preamble or just play it to surprise the person that's requested it? Oh, totally just play it. All right. Chris and I have a question. Yes. What episode of Smallville was this on? <laughs> right? It, it was not. <laughs> Are you sure? Because it Positive. sounds because it sounds like a Smallville song. Oh my god, with all the angst? Yeah. One hundred percent yes. Hundred percent yes. I mean, just stick this in any Clark and Lana scene. Stick this in any Clark moping in the barn scene. Stick this in Clark in the balloon with Ryan. Stick this in the, you know, whatever. Oh, 
Who it's is so this? Good. What is this group? What is this song? So this is something corporate, mm-hmm. and this is the song is called Constantine, and Constantine is one of the like most well-known, um, infamous quote-unquote emo songs ever. Okay, so when I like I've told the story about like, you know, when I first kind of got started getting into bands that weren't, you know, 80s bands or classic rock bands. And um, I was a fan of this band called the All American Rejects. And I met a friend or I met someone on a message board that was a fan of theirs. We loved Labyrinth. So we bonded over that. We bonded over Rocky Horror Picture Show. And we started to be pen pals. And she and I send mixtapes to one another and on the first mixtape she sent me she's like there is a song on here that's nine minutes and it is absolutely unbelievable that like you have to listen to that so she started the mixtape and ended the mixtape with that song and I just like got lost in the lyrics and the story I'm like trying to figure out I'm like oh my god is this real is this about a real person oh my god is this about him oh my god loving it and so kind of funny because we were just talking about Freebird. Mm-hmm. Whenever you go see any show by that the lead singer of this band plays, um, anytime you go see any show Andrew McMahon does, so whether it be a Jack's Mannequin show, an Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness show, a solo Andrew McMahon show, or even a something corporate show when they sometimes get back together, people will always, always, always chant Constantine. Really? And, and they don't play it. The one time I, I saw them in Orlando and Andrew was like, if you want to go hear Constantine, go out in your car and play it. Play it out there because we're not playing it. And then they proceeded to go into one of my favorite something corporate songs to which I died. But this is one of those songs, like great lyrics. It's 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 sad. Like it is a sad, like not a good story. And or it's a good story, but like it's not a happy ending. Um and we've actually have had people that listen to this show message us or at least message me and be like, yo, when are we going to play Constantine? When is Constantine going to happen? If you're talking about high school, Kristen, like you went to high school in the golden age of emo, <laughs> get on that Constantine. Why? Let me ask you this. Why won't they play it at the shows? Because it's so long? Because it's so long and it's, it's so slow and... But Andrew's like, I know that the audience loves it, but for the not hardcore fan base, they don't want to hear a nine minute long, like slow piano ballad. But I feel like at this point, it's more popular than some of their singles were. And like, I like the end of this song, like it just it builds into like this whirlwind where like I, I picture it being like, if this was in a music video, you would just be like circling the camera really fast around two people. Right. And like the last words in the song are like, does anybody need that room? Because we all need a little more room to live. My Constantine. And like, Oh, just the way he sings it. Yo. I, it's amazing. And I could always listen to this song like, oh, it's a nine minute long one. If it comes on the shuffle on my iPod. Yep. Staying on. <laughs> staying on. Oh, so I'm, I'm, telling I'm you. thankful for the mixtape that this that this brought me the friendship. I'm still friends with her. Um, and just the all around classic emo-ness of it all. Mm, right. Yeah. 
Well, I'm that's uh, I'm telling you, Smallville all the way. That is a Smallville song, 100 percent of the way. I wonder if we go on YouTube and type in Smallville and Constantine, if a fan video will pop up. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I mean, hold on. Let me make sure I've got the right. I'm working. People don't uh, just to pull the curtain back a little bit. I'm working with a setup uh, because um, you've got to be able to hear the drops and stuff. I'm working with a setup. With two computers, my main computer, which I, you know, has been fine forever until Skype decided to change whatever settings they've got that caused people not be able to hear my drops anymore, and then a second computer where, for whatever reason, people can hear my drops. So, all right, we're typing in Smallville, Constantine. With a K. Gotcha. <laughs> Con- Const- Is that a Tantine? Constantine? Yeah, T-A-N-T-I-N-E. Like the Emperor. Sure. Mm, not seeing anything. Oh, guys, yeah. get on that. Yeah, I'm seeing seeing a bunch of John Constantine clips and stuff. What a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, back to back to this. Well, listen, you want to jar everyone out of their emo situation, and this is where it becomes a navel gazing show. Navel gazing show for me. Uh, you want to jar everyone out of their emo? Just play them a little bit of this action. Uh oh. up everybody that's what we say on the big honking show whenever i go to play this song it has become a staple on the show and it's become one of those fun things that happened back when we were on the radio Kristen. um and i had it wasn't the mixer zoo crew it was the twitter zoo crew (laughs) and um and then uh at some point i i don't know i'll give him a shout out i don't know if he still listens or not but steve crowder would when he hits that point higher and higher steve crowder would just type higher and higher into the chat or either tweet at me and it would always be like a second or two late and it just made me laugh because he would just type higher and higher and um (laughs) 
and it absolutely owned me. But this became such a theme song for just trying to feel good and get pumped up on the show. And we got so much mileage out of having fun with this song until we found out that um, that John Parr had rewritten his own, like parodied himself and done Tim Tebow's Fire. Which, uh. Yeah, like what? Um, that's gross. Yeah, isn't that weird? I mean, like that's that's man crush to a whole new level right there. <laughs> hey, Tim, this is John. I parodied my own song in your name. Um, but, uh, I love Dylan in the chat says this could be an eighties TV show theme song. There was a movie. (laughs) Oh, and it's so bad. It's great. Called St. Elmo's fire. It is the most, I, when I, I'd never seen it and I watched it like last year, I think. Really? Yeah. And I'm just watching. I'm like, is this real life? Was this really a movie? Oh my god, it's awful. It is just it's it's hilariously funny because the angst is so overdone. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, didn't they do a Saint Elmo's TV show? Did they do a Saint Elmo's TV show? Did they? That was Saint Elsewhere. Ah, uh, yeah. You could never take anything from Doc. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's find out for sure. Um. <laughs> No, it was never a it was never a TV series. There was supposed to be um, one. I don't know if it ever made it to 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 the. Don't know if it ever made it to fruition. But here's how this is described on Wikipedia: Saint Elmo's Fire, the movie, <laughs> a, a 1985 American coming of age film directed by Joel Schumacher. Now listen to who these, who's in this. I'm just going to hit a few of the. Uh, the, the big names. Emilio Estevez, Mighty Ducks guy, I swear to God. Rob Lowe, <laughs> Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, Ali Sheedy are all in this movie. Rat um, Pack! Yep, exactly. Um, and get this. Recent graduates of Georgetown University, Alec, girlfriend Leslie, Kevin, Jules, and Kirby, are waiting to hear about the condition of their friends Wendy, a sweet-natured girl devoted to helping others, and Billy... A former frat boy, now reluctant husband and father after a car accident. Oh, Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe in premarital sex? Mm. Like, that was his pickup line. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> they start having affairs with each other. It's just like some of the most... It's like... It is like... Cry me your white tears, people. I mean... Like, that... you have to watch it. Mm-hmm. Judd Nelson is such a D-bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this uh, it's directed by Joel Schumacher, who you know also did Lost Boys mm-hmm. and that really bad Batman. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Lost Boys but, good, Batman and Robin no, not so great. But he also did Batman Forever, which was good. But listen, he's not he he's an accomplished director though, because you're talking about a Time to Kill, The Client. Um, you're talking about he has a real heavy hand in. Um, uh, House of Cards, you know, so come on, why not? Let's see what else we got by him real quick. Anyhow, but that song is just one of those songs that um, that I that I really dig uh, because of what it's meant to the big honking show more than anything else. Um, I just remember the flipping of the desk. Yes, that was Nicole through that. So I threw that into the chat just now just for fun. Got um, <laughs> time for a reboot of St. Elmo's Fire. Ugh. No, thank you. Yeah, but like, 
you would have to completely, like, you could take the skeleton, but you would have to completely redo everything about the movie. I don't know even why you would, though. Because like, they have to remake everything. Why would you have to remake Rocky Horror Picture Show, Steve? Well, to be fair. No. Don't be fair? No. Okay. <laughs> you don't remake Rocky Horror, especially without Tim Curry but as that, Frank. But that movie wasn't a movie first. Yeah, but the TV show was awful that they did. The, the live action musical? Yeah, musical, whatever. It was awful. I've heard pretty good things about it. Ew. All right. <laughs> Just no. All right. Well, here's your next pick. We go from... We go from Constantine to John Parr's uh, St. Elmo's Fire to Dorothy with this song. I clicked the wrong mouse. Don't send me no angel This city's too cold Cause I need a man with a black heart of gold Don't give me no lover If he ain't got the stones Cause I need a Listen, from from early on, whenever I'm hearing these new songs, my, my head always my mind always goes to a TV show or movie and what would this song fit? And this is when there's been enough. She's had enough. And she's cocking her gun and she's walking into that dude that treated her bad or whatever the case may be. You know, almost this is almost like uh the bride from Kill Bill is sharpening her sword, getting ready to walk into, you know, whoever's next on her list's house yes. and take them out. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome. I love, like, oh, she's so B.A. I love her. So I'm thankful that there is a, like, super killer, awesome rockin' chick out there that, like, I just back like they opened for the struts dorothy um when i saw them this summer and damn they were so good she just like rocks it her voice kind of reminds me of like um ann wilson's a little bit and mm -hmm. like how she just kind of like riffs yeah but whoo like this record rock i think it's rock is dead or rock ain't dead it's one of those two um is so good yeah they have a song called Medicine Man on there. Yes. 
Wicked Ones is the big song that, like, everybody knew because it was in a commercial, apparently. But, yeah, just a really killer band. And, yeah, love. Love, love, love me some Dorothy. So <laughs> I figured I would spread spread the wealth and spread the joy and give you guys all a little bit of new music. Nice. Well, I dig it. I think it's she's definitely a, a BA vocalist and, and in the in the uh in the vein of a of an of of a, like a Pat Benatar type or Joan Jett. Yeah, like just power pipes. Yep. Yep. I dig it. I'm thankful for that song as well. <laughs> now that I've heard it. Um and I'm ashamed to go what we're going to. <laughs> Cause it's not no, as, I'm excited. Because it's not Is as it, good. I still believe no. from the Lost Boys. Soundtrack. No, but it should be. <laughs> because That's I'm, what we go out to. Because I'm thankful for shirtless sax solos. Ditto. <laughs> With all his belts. Uh, no, this is another one that became a staple on the Big Honkin' Show and contributed, I think, to any success the Big Honkin' Show may have had. Oh, this makes me think, whatever happened to um, the Black Crows? I don't know. I don't either. Well, don't the brothers hate one another? I could No, that's Oasis. Are you sure these brothers don't hate each other? They probably do. I don't know. I've never talked to them. Hmm. Maybe not. I feel like I did just hear an interview with one of the Robinson Robinson brothers. Really? Yeah, and they were talking about like doing their own thing. Okay, well that's fun. That's nice. This song just—I mean, like this is a version that I just stumbled into having. And in the mornings, I would play this while we were doing local news stuff. And I'd never heard this version before because it was on an EP that was released before they released this on their album. And they mm-hmm. have the horn section in there, you know, as a because this is a covered Otis Redding song, and kind of as a tribute and a, and a continuance of that, they keep that horn section in for that feel. But they didn't like it, so they took it out when they actually released the album. So it's kind of a rare version. And um, <laughs> Dylan has informed us they broke up again. Haven't spoken five years. All right. See, there we go. It happens to the best of them. Um, and so brothers, I, man. So I would just yell because I was so surprised one morning. I'm reading through and I'm like, wait, is that horns? Horns. And then from there, it was just like everything. And then, and I would play this song when Buck was with me. And, you know, when they get to, hey, little thing, let me let you kind of Buck with him. Hey, my son, candle, handle now. And Couldn't do it. <laughs> I was like, sing with me, Buck. And he. Well, he tried. Yeah, and what's funny is I wish, I wish we could have gotten to the point where we were doing live shows just so, you know, like in front of audiences so people could see his face when he does that stuff because he just, he, he, this blank look comes over his face 
and he does he does the idiot so well. <laughs> and hey, candle, handle now. <laughs> Just a lot. By the of... way, you shouting off my horns is yeah. my favorite thing ever. Oh, no. <laughs> that's my favorite thing of the podcast tonight. Well, that's what I did, and so that became a thing every morning. I'd be reading the news, and they'd get to that point. I'd be like, horns, and just come back to reading the local news. Like the Chamber of Commerce is pleased to announce horns that they're having a you know that kind of thing. Please, someone isolate that. <laughs> I'm sure it's. I'm sure there's episodes out there somewhere <laughs> of the show from back in the day. Um, oh, and the keyboardist died as well. Okay, thanks for all that. Thanks, chat. Thank you, guys. So, January 15th, 2015, Rich Robinson announced the third breakup of the band. <laughs> and in the words of Taylor Swift, they're never getting back together. Oh, God. Mm. Like, did, ever. I did that for Rod. <laughs> Rod, Rod. Oh, Rod. I miss Rod. He has been working so much lately. And this is um, this is not podcast fodder i guess but he's been working so so much lately he hasn't been able to be in the chat and it is it's like you know you have your staples that are at different shows and he's one of those that's at a lot of the different shows we do and um and he's just it's he's easy to miss when he's not around so well good for you rod keep on keeping on yep yep we've got a book club episode coming up soon talking some um neil gaiman which is some good stuff do you ever read american gods you're a reader I have not read American Gods. Mm, that's pretty good. Mm, it's put on the reading list. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Very adult. Very much more adult than I expected it to be. But Well, it's... considering the stuff I've read. Yeah. Well, I was going to say your Outlander mess. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. By the way, have I told you I'm going to Scotland next year? No. Awesome. Yeah. We're vacationing in Scotland. We're we're literally staying in the town in which Outlander like occurs. Oh, cool. This is you and your girls. Yeah, we got an apartment up there and everything. So you're not going to Disney. No. Nice. Look at we you. We're going to Scotland. We're going to Inverness. I hear you. I'm gonna touch some standing stones and hope I get a Jamie Fraser out of it. I don't know what that means. It means I'm gonna get a hot ginger Scottish man. Because oh. if I touch the stones and I fall through them, he'll be there for me. Oh, okay. You, you <laughs> like the gingers, do you? I like that ginger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, I'm a fake ginger. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You've seen pictures of me. Well, I, I mean, I didn't know if maybe that was still the look you were doing right now. Oh, yeah. I like me some gingers okay. on me. It's okay. fun. Uh, You kiss a, a Blarney stone. I thought that was in Ireland. That is in Ireland. Yeah, exactly. So get your get your lands right over there. <laughs> chat. The chat saying kiss a Blarney stone for good luck. Not in I wouldn't do that. Everyone's kissed it. Ew. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting when you think about it. Yeah. I tell them where its tongue has been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go on some scotch tours and oh, get yeah. some really warm clothing and go to some castles. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. That'll be great. You can go play Highlander and everything. Yeah. Oh man, get up on top of a um, of a hill somewhere. Uh huh. And just hold up a, hold up a, a, a the best Bluetooth speaker you can bring with you, and just pump out. Here we are. 
I mean, we are going to go to Culloden Moor, so that's on a hill, and that's where the Scottish clans were defeated by the British. So. Oh, mm. Mm, Braveheart. <laughs> Do we want to get right? Oh, Kristen, what a fun show. It was good. It was different, and it was good. Technical difficulties and all. Fun times. I know. I feel bad. No, don't feel bad. It, I, I, it's going to be an easy edit. <laughs> we won't. I won't have to do anything creative or anything with it, so we'll be good to go. <laughs> no behind the podcast? No behind the podcast, because that stressed me out. But, yeah, so there was no stress on my end tonight, which makes me happy. Um, that wraps us up. You can email us, as we said earlier, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. We are on the Twitter, at rockoutloudpod on the Twitter, and uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash rockoutloudpodcast. So follow us, like us, do all that good stuff, and uh, and interact with us those ways. You can follow me on Twitter, at Steve Glosson. Kristen is at... Xboxing the stars and the entire Goloverse can be followed at Goloverse. Goloverse, of course, the Geek Out Loud network of podcasts. And if you want to support these shows, one way you can do it is when you listen to this show, if you go to geekoutpodcast.com and click on the actual episode, uh, within the episode are posted links to go buy some of the music we've talked about at Amazon. Amazon has a great uh, service for listening to music and downloading music, and uh, it's MP3 version that's compatible across whatever player you need. And uh, it helps the shows out. And if you want to do some more shopping Amazon because of the holiday season, use the links you'll find at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com. As well as there's Think Geek links there. I know we got a lot of geeks that listen. Use Think Geek and Entertainment Earth for all your collecting stuff. And if you want to support the shows directly, it's patreon.com slash geekoutloud. Well, Kristen, I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving. I hope you do too. I'm, I think I will. I think it's going to be a good one. I'm excited for you. A lot of fun stuff happening. So um, that wraps us up. We hope you all have a happy Thanksgiving. Jam out, rock out to some music. Bother your neighbors, bother your family by banging your head at the supper table. When you sit down to give thanks, (laughs) just say, Dear God of Rock, we thank you so much for this meal we're about to totally shred. Bang your head. Metal health will drive you mad. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. We'll see you next time on Rock Out Loud. Rock on. Rock on, guys. Bye.